Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Dumbo, Prince of the Elephants, fly with me. A legend. <laughs> let's put on a show. Comes to life. Like never before. Let's get ready for Dumbo. Ready PG. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Vega, and I have with me Mrs. Krista Strom. Hello. And today we're doing a Dumbo spoilerific review. Yeah. And, as a bonus, we'll compare this to the original animated movie, which I recently rewatched immediately after watching this new 2019 remake. So, I'm fresh on both of these topics. We'll get into the spoilers of the 2019 movie first, and then we'll get into the kind of comparison of the original after. So, um, we're going to go into the story um, little by little. And this is your final warning on the spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Alright, so the film starts with uh, some trains going by and it has the circus performers. And, um, you know, kind of some of the, the different things the circus will have which I thought was a really cute way to kind of introduce the circus. What do you think? Yeah, I really like like the 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 establishing sequence. Um I don't think the established like the establishing sequence didn't look that great in 3D just because a lot of the shots they were they were overlaying on top like like the main shot of the train was 3D, but some of the shots they were overlaying were 2D, so it looked kind of weird. Now, I did like that the train um, paint wasn't, like, pristine. Like, you could tell that they've been around for a while. You know, um, it was not like they just painted it like you would think in a movie would do. It looks weathered. It looks realistic. It looks like something that could be around for, like, you know, 30 years they've been painting, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's a little touch, the little detail that I, I really like. And um, you get, um, you know, the train come in and the characters, you know, some of the kid characters decide to meet up with a stranger there. But eventually you learn that's their father that lost their his arm in presumably World War One. Yeah, because it's set in 1919, I believe. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the circus, uh, I guess the main performer, um, he has a new, he got a new elephant, and, you know, this new elephant is pregnant, and... The ringleader. The ringleader, yes. Um, it's kind of weird, talking about circuses in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> um, because basically, circuses are basically a dead art right now. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Um, I think Ringling Brothers stopped doing it because the cruelty of elephants, which 
is actually kind of touched it on here. It's not to a huge extent, mm-hmm. but you know, it's one of those things that, as now in modern times, we know that to train an elephant, you basically have to um, break their spirit, which is as cruel as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the other animals, they're not domesticated animals, so it's kind of cruel and kind of mean. And, you know, it, the circus is a kind of a complicated um, history to it where, you know, the freak shows in a way is a good thing because some of those people could never get a job. So that it's better than nothing, you know, but they're still, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, I actually did take some circus performance classes. Um, yeah, I took like uh, aerial silks classes. Fascinating. And I know from experience that it's insanely hard and it like works out your entire body. So I have like huge adm- admiration for like any of the trapeze performers and aerial artists because like it takes, they're like some serious athletes it, to be able to do that. So, yeah, we learned the remaster has a new elephant and about to give birth. And um, we learned that the father comes back, but their mother um, dies off screen before the movie starts. Um, it's kind of weird about that. I was like, wait, um, I don't know. It seems like they have a, a theme going on with different parents not existing. Like, you don't know where the father of Dumbo is. You don't know where the mother is, but that's... And you don't know where the mother is of the kids. You just know where the father is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that, too. I think the mother died of, like, typhoid. Oh, she said flu, the influenza. Oh. So, but we never got to meet her. We just barely know of her. Um, and the kids are, like, a main part of this movie. Um which is, you know, a, a pretty interesting way to start things off um, with the little boy and little girl and they're trying to watch over Dumbo and, like, apparently the dad was a big deal, you know, being like a cowboy and now that he only has one arm, he doesn't, he can't do that anymore and that wasn't part of the show and no one believes the kids, obviously, that the elephant can fly, which does sound ridiculous when you put it that way. <laughs> um. And, you know, they are traveling troop. Um, they go to different towns and have, you know, do their circus act and then go to the next town and just kind of keep going. Um, I, I really like Danny DeVito here as Max Medici or from the Medici brothers. I did, too. I, I actually think he was pretty good in this movie. This is the second time Danny DeVito has been a ringmaster. Um, I think the first time was with uh, the the good fish, the big fish. Have you seen that movie from two thousand three or something? I don't know. I don't think so. It's a really romantic kind of big story. That it's a really sweet movie. Um, but that's the other here there. Eventually, we find out the the everyone gets to find out that Dumbo is. Um, are able to fly with a feather and um, that becomes the big part of the show 
or at first they don't know what to do with Dumbo because he looks so silly because of his big ears and people make fun of him and how they actually introduced the name Dumbo because, you know, the mom was Mrs. Jumbo and like they had like a little cart with Dumbo and it was like a baby, you know, an accident happened where the names fell down the letters fell down from like a thing and it becomes Dumbo. I thought it was kind of clever. Yeah. And, um, Eventually, you know, people go to the circus for Dumbo. He becomes a big part of the show, and that's when um, Michael Keane's character, V.A. Vanderveer, comes in and is like, okay, let me go ahead and buy you out. And you get your troop, and your people can come with me. And um, basically, that's the next part of the movie where they're part of the, the show, and, you know, he does it. He needs to get a sponsorship from the bank, and um, that's when Dumbo has to put on a big performance with Eva Green as Colette Marchandant, which is a French street performer who um, is supposed to fly around with Dumbo. And there's an accident. Um, kind of going over the basics. You can uh, interrupt whenever you want anything else to say anything, Krista. <laughs> oh, um, I skipped over them them taking uh, Dumbo's mother away because she killed the. Did she kill the guy, or like, is it just because like the building collapsed, he got killed? Um, I think that the building collapsed. So okay, yeah. But going back, there's a scene where um, Dumbo's mom. You know, there's no storks in this movie. Just gives birth, but we don't actually see it on screen, which is fine. We don't need to see that on screen. <laughs> um, you know, obviously mothers are going to be protective of their children. And um, there's a scene where Dumbo is being laughed at or, and he calls out to his mom and his mom comes in and tries to rescue him. And which leads to the whole problem with the circus falling apart and, you know, she becomes a mad elephant quote unquote because she was protecting her baby and they can't control her and she eventually gets sold off to a non-unseen character um and dumbo has to be without her mother and the kids are like oh you know we'll you know gain enough money from the performances and buy um the the mom back and that was like a promise they made to dumbo now the kids, you know, it's like, okay, that's a cute idea, kids, but that's not your call. <laughs> and you, you do realize that eventually V.A. Vanderveer did buy that elephant and is part of one of his attractions. And he has an attraction called um, Dreamland, which is kind of like a Disneyland. Yeah, I found that really interesting that Disney was kind of like pastiching Walt Disney in the in the character of Vanderville who turns out to be a villain. Yeah. <laughs> because like back in those days, I don't think there's that many amusement park, you know, jump rides like that that stayed around. There's like, you know, the reason why circuses were that popular because you don't have to go anywhere for it, you know. But he is rich enough that he can have his own location, you know, and everything. So I thought it was kind of weird. Um, like they have like 
they're saying little Dumbo dolls, and I was like, are those like the actual Dumbo dolls? That they're no, gonna be- I literally actually saw the exact same setup that they had in the movie was at the theater. <laughs> so I was like, is that going to be the same dolls? Like, that's kind of weird, you know? Um, so we know right away just because of how he talks that Michael Keaton's character as V.A. Vanderveer is the evil bad guy. He kind of just has that evil mustache twirling kind of sense to him. And mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of funny that it's a uh, reverse Batman Returns where uh, Danny DeVito is a good guy. Where <laughs> Michael Keaton is the bad guy, and it's like you know, because Batman Returns as Batman as Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and now it's re- roles reversed, and it's like a you know, a cute little aside, you know, just kind of one of those things you notice. And I found that on Twitter actually, so I'm not gonna complain that as my own, but it is kind of a fun you know, reu- uh, reunion of Batman Returns. Which is actually directed by Tim Burton, which is, this is the director of this movie, and, um, which, this one seems like a really sweet movie for Tim Burton. Not as super dark or super twisted as the usual fare of his. He obviously did add, like, a little bit of his touch with, like, Nightmare Island and with, like, the, the, the mad elephant imagery, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's subtle. Yeah, um, I don't know about you, but I've really turned away from being a fan of Tim Burton recently. Um, I never really liked him that much. Which, Big Fish was um, the movie I was talking about before, and Big Fish was, he directed that as well, about the, you know, the circus. So, you know, he has a Nightmare Before Christmas, but he wasn't directing, he was producing that, Ass in Wonderland, which I hate. Um, Corpse Bride, which I like a lot. Edward Scissorhands. I like Beetlejuice. I like Batman. I like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Eh. I can appreciate some aspects of it, but I don't like it as much as the original. Yeah, I feel that. Sweeney Todd. Don't care about it, but I, I, maybe that's a girl thing. Girls love that movie for some reason. Not to play the gender card, but <laughs> Krista, do you like Sweetie Todd? I don't think I've ever watched it. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, I thought it was okay. Miss um, Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, I really dig. So, he has an off and on record um, with movies, uh, Tim Burton, and I really feel that this is a really toned down version of it. You know, you don't have any really dark, super dark imagery. I mean, you do have some, but it's not the same Timber and Fair. I really feel like Disney really kind of probably, you know, watched them like a hawk. And were like, no, you're not going to. Like, they like told in the rings. They were like, no, sit down, sit. Yeah. No. They broke his spirit. <laughs> <laughs> this is our game. This is one of our, you know, Dumbo's well-known Disney product. You're not going to screw this up. <laughs> they had the whip out there. <laughs> um, so, 
yeah, the whole story with him going over there and they realizing that it's cruel to be on Dumbo and um, that like they didn't want to use the um, trapeze safety. For one of the... I, I genuinely thought that like when when that that happened when they didn't pull out the net, I thought he was that the that Michael Keenan's character was trying to kill the the trapeze artist. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of scary scenes in here that I was not thinking that was going to be in there, but you really have to like whoa, you know, some really little kids could be like, <gasps> you know, but not too bad. It it, it, yeah. it walked that line well that. It made it, he actually had stakes. It wasn't just completely, you know, easy either. Right. Um. So, yeah, the, eventually the, the whole, we figured out that um, Vanderview is going to fire all the troop. And, you know, he doesn't really care about anything but money. And that's when the rest of the troop and... Max Medici um, decide to make a plan to escape with Dumbo and escape with the mom elephant because um, Vanderview said that having the mom here is a distraction, so why not just kill the animal? Which, <laughs> damn. <laughs> but okay. So to prevent the killing of the mom, um, they make this elaborate plan overnight. Um, which we don't really see the planning stages of we just kinda they figure out a plan, you know. And they escape and just by coincidence, um their escaping of the Dreamland amusement park causes it to burn down to flames. <laughs> that that's funny. Um it, it just kind of a a, a series of unfortunate events that causes uh, the electrical aspects to not work right and um, cause a fire. And, you know, it's like, okay, I guess you want to give the Knuppens, you know, to the bad guy. You want to make sure he gets his own. But it seemed a little bit far-fetched for me. I was like, all right, all right. You know, you? Yeah, well, I think it did add some stakes because there was the moment when the kids were trapped inside the burning tent. Uh, and we have a bit of a like a rescue scene to get come get them. So I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, um, but like the whole place burning down, not just like one yeah, tent. That is that is a bit unrealistic, but. And then you know they just knew what levers to push down <laughs> to like turn off the lights and do stuff, and just by chance, and like you know it, it just seemed kind of crazy that he was you know back in there just. Pull the levers, and you know, it's kind of the, the ending is kind of weird. And then just so happens that they happen to have a um, boat that was leaving to take the elephants back to where they need to go. It's like, oh damn, that was convenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, okay, what's going to happen? Are these elephants going to be roaming free? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean. Eventually, they'll get caught <laughs> again. They can't just roam the plains of the country, <laughs> you know. So that was a really weird plot convenience that, oh, well, you know, happy that they have a way to get the elephants away. And that, of course, you know, last minute, 
train conductor all aboard, and the elephants are basically ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's a cute thing. You can't, you know. I do like that they have a callback to the original um, here. Um, well, they have callbacks to the original, like some scenes early in the movie with a uh, fire and like Dumbo saving like this fake uh, building that's on fire and. Mm-hmm. Dumbo remembers that and gets water and uses that to help, you know, save his friends. That was a good callback. And, um, yeah, um, eventually the Murchie brother, Murchie, Max Murchie, and then his uh, troop decide to leave because it burnt down, uh, make their own troop again, own circus, and they're not going to have any animal cruelty there, which... Sounds really good for us now, but it sounds a little bit weird back then. Yeah, it was kind of like a weird leap that the, and now we're not going to have any animals. Yeah. We're still kind of struggling with that today. Like, there are still issues with animal cruelty in, like, SeaWorld and stuff like that. Yeah, so that was a big leap, and I agree with you there. I was like, okay, I could say no elephants in the, I could see that. No more elephants, you know, we're not going to, but, you know, I, I still think they would have had it then. And I was, I was kind of happy that they did not use the M word um, against uh, Danny DeVito's character, because back in that time, they definitely would have. Yeah, that's. We're, we're not going to say the M word uh, out of respect for little people around the world. We do, you know, love all kinds of people. Yeah, we don't hate. That is one thing I think that like the movie could have dealt with more that it didn't really touch on was we had like uh an amputee character and we had like the circus which is filled with quote unquote freaks. So like they could have dealt more with like the fact that like most of the main characters are being ostracized from society in some way or another, but they didn't really delve into it that much. Yeah, um, I guess it's in a way they don't dive into it because they don't want to touch any of that. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's still kind of there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing how um, things were a hundred years ago, which is kind of crazy saying that <laughs> um, a century ago. Um, but I mean, hey, it, I guess it, I guess they collected the, all the money from their paychecks and went back aboard because. That doesn't get explained at all, how in the world they have enough money to start the circus again, you know. <laughs> Did you get that or no? No, I, I I don't know. It was it was, it was was just like a kind of like quick like, and they get a happy ending, the end. Yeah, and then somehow, some way, Dumbo and his mom. It's like, it's like the bad guy was defeated, so now it's happy. Yeah, and then somehow, some way, the, you know. Dumbo and the mom, Mrs. Jumbo, are back in the jungle. I'm not going to say what continent, because I have no idea. And they like find a whole bunch of elephants near a waterfall. And um, yeah, it's a nice scene where they reunite, and Dumbo's flying around. And um, none of the elephants seem to be too excited. They're just like, okay, you're back, cool. And like none of the elephants can fly either, so it's just like, I would think they would be like cheering on, <laughs> you know, or, or more excited. You know, someone would recognize the 
mom, not the kid, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that is a question of, like, where did, it's, like, not really explained. They're just, like, where did they go? <laughs> like, because, like, uh, presumably she's, like, an Asian elephant, they say at the beginning. But, like, did they send her back to Asia or did they send her to Africa? Did they just, like, send, you, you don't really know where they are, just that they're with elephants. Yeah, and, you know, there, there wasn't, I don't think anyone from the troop went with them to make sure that they went to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little bit overanalyzing it, but it, it is kind of, okay, a happy ending to be a happy ending, but not really explained happy ending. Um, so, yeah, that's how the movie ends, and, you know, Mr. Vanderview, I guess, is, is you know, taught his lesson. Uh, Max Merici now has a new... Animal Cruel Booth, or Animal Cruel Circus. Cruelty-free. Yeah. Um, the little girl scientist thing, I don't know about that. I, I kind of I understand what they were trying to do, but it was just a little bit obvious that they are trying to keep a, a female, I don't know, you, you know what I'm saying? I feel like some of like the character aspects were like, I don't know, like like it's like facts, and it's like I don't think the little girl actually like changed had that much character development in the film. I think the dad did somewhat, but I feel like it's like, it's not as dramatic of a change as like I tend to expect from like these kind of films. I don't know. Um, so yeah, she, it, it just seemed a little bit odd that, you know, she was like a main character and, you know, she wanted to be a scientist and, you know, obviously there's very limited things they could do in 1919. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was a little bit weird that they, you know, I, I do appreciate they, they name called Marie Curie, but didn't they know back then that she died of radio, radiation? And When did Marie Curie die? That's a good question. So, yes, she was a very, very talented um, scientist and radiation um the, the, everything should we learn about radiation is a big deal from her. Um, so it, it's it's just a little bit off-putting, I think, for me. She died in 1934, so she was still alive when the, the, the film was set. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I guess they didn't know of the negative aspects of uh, the radiation at, at that point. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. But um, it's also like I'm probably way, way over analyzing at this point. But the character who encourages her to be a scientist is the villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things um wanted to note: there's no talking animals in this movie. Yeah, compared to I'm pretty sure the original is like mostly animals and doesn't really deal with people that much. Exactly. Um. Another thing to note, there's technically one song, but it's not like sung by a lot of people. It's sung by basically one individual, which I kind of, you know, expected there to be at least one song where the original kind of is a musical, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one song is, re- is really cute and is the, you know, um, cute little song about, uh, you know, being family and stuff. Um, Dreamland, um, 
it seems a little bit too advanced for 1919 as well. Yeah, that's that, that's a valid point. <laughs> I was like, okay, roller coasters were around for a little bit right then there, but um, yeah, it's a little bit advanced. They had like animatronics and stuff in Dreamland. Yeah, like ro- like half robots. Which is like, okay, come on. You know, Disney had problems with robots when he was doing it in the 50s. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I kind of think um, the little way they kind of had uh, an introduction. It's like, oh, you've seen a dragonfly. You've seen a, a horse fly. But have you seen an elephant fly? I thought that was actually really cute. <laughs> yeah. It was stupid, but, like, in a good way. Yeah, that line um, was in the original, 1941. Did you ever see an elephant fly? <laughs> well, I seen a horse fly. Ah, I seen a dragon fly. <laughs> I seen a house fly. <laughs> but I'll be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. What'd you say, boy? So now we're going to get into a little bit of the original versus the new one. Um, that line was in there. Now, um, I really, really like that Michael Buffer was here. Um, it made perfect sense for the movie. I don't know if you know who Michael Buffer is. Not sure. So, um, he is well known for saying, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. In different fights. And like boxing oh, matches. That's a cool reference. So he was the announcer in many scenes where he was uh, announcing Let's get ready for- Dumbo for Vanderveer. So that was a really cool nod uh, because that guy, um, Michael Buffer, is really, you know, he just announces so well. And that's just like a perfect, you know, way to use that character actor to be announcer in this movie um i I did find it funny that a lot of newspapers um seem to just be obsessed with circuit news circus news (laughs) like all all the circus articles were on the front page main headline circus nothing else going on in our our world today but you need to know about the circuses So it's literally like World War Two, and like only people care about the circus. <laughs> yeah, you know, influenza killing millions. Okay. <laughs> what really matters is this: is this weird elephant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the elephant trampling <laughs> in the small area? Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but um. Let's get back to the 1941. 1941, I think, was interesting because it's a very short and simple story. Very much different from this movie. You still get the same story beats where uh, the mother is taken away from the son, or Dumbo, and that Dumbo doesn't have to fly. Now, in the cartoon, Dumbo doesn't fly until very late into the movie. Where here, he learns to fly basically pretty quickly after you meet him. Almost immediately after, I think. Right? Yeah. I think it's partially because, like, Dumbo is kind of a known, like, like 
character in pop popular culture. So it would be kind of weird if you went like like people go to see a Dumbo movie and they're like, obviously this elephant flies, and then like for the majority of the movie, you're like, what's he gonna fly? Yeah, and it makes sense. It, you know, I think a lot of the things in this movie making it to be a remake makes sense because they're changing enough of it, you know, which, hey, it's neither here or there. It's just how it is. They have to change things because it's not a talking animal movie, unlike Lion King or, you know, other movies, you know. So it's a different perspective. And you get, you know, you have human characters in the original Dumbo, but you barely get to see them. And, like, the only real character is, like, the ringmaster. Everyone else doesn't really have faces. <laughs> just mm-hmm. what a weird thing when I was noticing what rewatching it last night and um like there's a whole thing with the storks and they bring uh baby Dumbo back to the elephant um the back to, they bring babies everywhere and you know the storks are cute um we actually got a storks movie a couple years ago animated wise um I don't know if you've seen that movie no I haven't I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, no to like every movie you ask me about. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but like the whole thing with the storks coming in and bringing in the animals, obviously that doesn't really work in a live action. And I'm glad we didn't see the birth of Dumbo. We just get illusion that the you know, you know they they said. I, I like that they did not say she's pregnant. You know, because those days you can't really use the word pregnant. You know, they would say with child or, you know, something like that. Because back in the early or to mid 20th century, people were really weird about saying certain words. <laughs> anyway, um, like the original cartoon is really cartoony, which it's kind of a weird way to describe it. But like anything and everything is alive. And, like, the actual train is alive and, like, saying, choo, 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 I can make it. And it's kind of just, it's difference between, like, having an animated movie where the characters are animated, but, like, it's still pretty grounded. No, the original is really out there. (laughs) (laughs) And um, in the original, there's a lot of scenes with rain. And, like, it's kind of weird um, why they have so many of those scenes. And they have... um, this drunk pink elephant scene um, where Dumbo gets drunk because he drinks some water that people are partying from. And they do kind of reference this in the new movie with the bubbles um, and the bubbles like animated and becoming like elephants. Um, now that bubble scene, I actually do like in the new one. What do you think of yeah, that? Yeah, it, it actually looked pretty good, good in 3d to me. Um, like, like, um, I feel like, like I said, with like the other other scenes, it was pretty dark, so it was kind of hard to to really see. But but I did like it. Now in the original, that scene goes on, and it's just like like ten fifteen minutes, and it's like, all right, give it up, move on. And of course, the nineteen forty one has um, racist crows, which. We don't have here <laughs> in t- 2019. Wait, are they like the crows that are like, they're called Jim Crow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all black crows. 
they all speak in uh, jive and um yeah it that aged really poorly yeah i mean i can kind of understand what they're going for back then i kind of don't think they were intentionally trying to be offensive but it kind of when you kind of think about the history you, you, that's what they're doing <laughs> you know it's kind of a weird thing but they didn't even try that here in the new movie which is totally fine um the movie 1941 ends and like basically dumbo can fly and everyone's happy <laughs> and he still works for the circus um so it, it's you know you don't have any of the characters here um in the 2019 movie none of that is here it so we don't get uh vo Vanderveer, you don't get the Marucci, we don't get um Holt Ferrer or Colin Farrell character, we don't get the kids, we don't get any of the other troop, which I do give appreciation that they did, you know, have, you know, a pretty decent, very cast um in the new movie. They have, you know, the very typical but you know, decent um cast of the troop. Where they have, uh, you know, the snake charmer, the super strong guy, the mermaid, you know, all those kinds of tropes for circuses. So they, you know, didn't completely cover up everything. I did like that they did have the strong guy be also like to, you know, wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. I do wish they'd given them more character. Yeah, I feel like, like, aside from, like, the main family and Max, the ringleader, like, they didn't really, like, give any character de development at all to, like, the rest of the troop. They were just, like, bit characters. Yeah. Which is, you know, understandable. It's a big cast, but you kind of want some more there. Yeah, I, 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 it's a good movie. I, I really like it. Now, for the recent Disney live-action remakes, I do think this is lesser than the other ones. Um, have you seen the other live-action ones? Or no? I've seen Beauty and the Beast. Are there others? Yeah. Um, Sleeping Beauty came out almost years ago now, I think. Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and then we also got Jungle Book. Came out a couple years ago. I didn't see that either. I'm actually like looking forward to Aladdin and the Lion King, even though I know a lot of people have been like hating on it. I was very, I don't know how to put it. I was very cautious for both of them, um, just because uh, you mentioned this in your review, in the written review, that um, it's good. It's uh, that actually makes sense to re-release this movie because. It's been such a long time since the original came out, and we don't have such a huge connection to the character as much as previous generations, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so this one does feel like a very different story. Yeah. The original. Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast, like, is basically the same story with, like, small differences and additions, but, like, it's basically, like, like, making a musical performance and, and filming it, which, like, is fine, but it's still, like, obviously a remake and, like, people are going to love the animated version better, whereas, like, with Dumbo, it's, like, 
I think like people can actually say this 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 remake is is potentially the better version. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird because it's you know such an early Disney movie. I think it's like the second one. I think after second or third, um, I don't remember the top of my head the order of these movies. Um, but it's pretty early on, so people will have a very nostalgic feel for it. But I don't think it's you know better than. Um, the original cartoons, like, you know, I don't know. I don't think, I don't consider Dumbo, like, being top-tier Disney. Um, so, I, I would consider Snow White and the Seven Dwarves a better movie than, you know, the Dumbo. Yeah. Um, some other live-action remakes, As in Wonderland, also done by Tim Burton, which I really, really don't like. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, no, that was that was that was weird. Um, Maleficent, which technically is a, a remake, kind of. Oh, I actually have some insider knowledge on Alice in Wonderland. Would you like me to share? Um, so one of my um professors, uh, three D professors, was. His name's Buzz Hayes, and he's like been a, a stereographer on like he's a stereographer on Monster House, I think, and like um, the one movie about like guinea pigs that was like superhero guinea pigs or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I never saw that, but um, he 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 talked about how like originally they were going to be like doing Alice in Wonderland um, as like a native 3D film and that they were planning on doing like some cool things with like uh, macro and micro stereo when she like grows and shrinks but then they ended up like not doing it in native 3D and so like that was scrapped um, and uh, and he felt like kind of cheated about that. Yeah. Um, interesting. It's really just an aside, but... No, it's fine. Um, like, I, I don't like Alice the, the Looking Glass either. I think I think both Alice movies are terrible. <laughs> I don't... That's just me, though. Um, Pete's Dragon is technically, you know, a live-action remake, which I thought was okay. Um, Jungle Book, I really love. I think that's a really great remake. Um, came out a couple years ago. I actually rewatched the original after watching the remake, and I really like the remake more, even though the music is not as catchy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, even though the differences were really minor, I still love this new version of it, you know? That's fair. And Aladdin and Lion King are, you know, are just like generational key flashpoints, you know, watershed moments that every kid in the 90s loved those two movies. So that's going to be really hard for you know to review, but also really exciting to review because, you know, it's one of those things that how can they redo this and not, like, ruin it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's another discussion for when those movies come out. Um, I do yeah. think, you know, I think Dumbo is better than Dr- Pete's Dragon or... About the same as Maleficent. I like Maleficent. I didn't love it. Better than Cinderella, which is kind of boring. 
better than Alice in Wonderland. So, and not as bad as they can be, but not as great as they can be either. There's like so many sin- live action Cinderella movies that I don't even know which one you're referring to. Yeah, I think that same year another one came out that was just by another studio. Um, I think that was one with um, that girl from Twilight. Oh, yeah. And then that was a toy different take on Cinderella or something like that. But, um, you know, going back to Dumbo, I did like this movie. I, I did. Um, but basically, you know, it, the kind of conveniences here for the story that are just a little easy that you can just whatever, you know. We we talk about the CG in the spoiler-free version, and, you know, it's, it's kind of weird to say it, but, like, Dumbo doesn't have a heft to him like a weight on screen to really make him a believable CG character where I think, you know, he does look like an elephant. The other elephants, other animals here look fine, except for the monkey, which looks really fake. It feels like, like Dumbo is like a puppet. Yeah. Um, it's on that edge where it does look weird at first, but you get used to it. But I never really... 100% thought it was 100% real. You know? Yeah. Where, you know, other an- uh, CG animated films, I don't question it anymore. I just move on. And another really good example of that would be the um, modern Planet of the Apes movies, where I never questioned the uh, visuals there. Those movies had such great um, visual style and the apes look fantastic and very real. I didn't question that. Did you like the apes movies, by chance? I didn't watch them. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I do like this movie. Um, will I see it again? Nah. <laughs> Not really. Um, is it a terrible movie that everyone... I don't know why uh, people really seem to be jumping on the bandwagon and hating this movie. But I think it's fine. It's a fine remake, and it works. Uh, do you have any last words you want to talk about? Anything else you want to mention that we haven't talked about in the spoiler-free version? Mm. I think we covered most of what I wanted to talk about, I think. So, yeah, Dumbo. Dumbo's a fine movie. It's not the best, but it's not terrible either. I think, you know, it's a kid's movie, um, which makes sense. You know, I think... Little ones may still cry. You know, I was a little bit crying. A little bit. The feels, you know, on purpose. Oh, I completely forgot to mention the fire story. All right, what happened at the fire? Okay, so when I was, like, first going to the theater, there was, like, a little bit of smoke outside. So it looked like, oh, maybe there's a fire nearby or something. But, like, didn't think any anything of it and just, like, went into the theater and like got like started watching the movie and like within the first minute the projector just like cuts off and the the fire alarm starts going off and and like there's like a like a voice on the intercom or whatever that's like like there's an emergency in the building please evacuate so we like went outside and there was smoke everywhere outside and then, like, within a few minutes, someone from, the like, a theater employee was like, go back inside. There's less smoke inside than there is outside. 
<laughs> and then they restarted the movie and like uh I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who who went back to see Dumbo so I had the theater all by myself uh and it was actually interrupted a second time like like midway through the movie the the fire alarm went off again and I guess the fire alarm like automatically turns off the projectors which I never really had to think about, but it makes sense. Um, but like, as soon as I like left the room, there was an employee that was like, yeah, you don't have to evacuate. You can go back inside. <laughs> and I ended up getting a free movie ticket out of it. They were like, here, here's, here's a pass for, for another movie. <laughs> so that was fun. Even though it wasn't really their fault because they couldn't control, like there was, the building that was right across the street was like an apartment building and it just completely burned down. And like, there were like, when I went outside, there was like a row of like 10 fire trucks or something ridiculous. Um, And they had been fighting it for like five hours and like a bunch of people like were displaced from their, their homes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it must be kind of weird watching this movie and they have like these scenes of fire. <laughs> yeah, really. It didn't, the fire alarm didn't go off like when there was actually fire on screen. That would have been really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. That's a fun story. Um, do, do you remember seeing the cartoon originally or no? No, I never did. I don't think. I mean, 1941, I don't remember owning the VHS or the family owning the VHS. Um, I vaguely remember seeing this when I watched it last night. I was like, I don't remember half of this. I don't remember two thirds of this. I barely remember, you know, Dumbo flying, and you know the. I remember the you know, mom leaving, but like I don't remember most of this movie. So and like the movie feels short. It feels like it's an hour and like five minutes or something. So the original and most of it is just kind of animation for animation's sake and not really story you know so in some ways i would consider this a better movie than the original you know uh, yeah the original was it's fun in 1941 you know as good as it probably could have been back then but i do think this is more of a complete story and a more a story that makes more sense you know i do think it is partly pacing that like over over the years like we've been expecting like faster and faster stories and like stories with like more meat to them whereas like you know in 1940s like a lot of like 1940s 1950s television is actually like painful to watch because of like how slow paced everything is now did it bother you any that they never explained how he flew they just said he has big ears and that was that or did you want the- no that's fine it's like i i was i i was willing to sus- suspend my disbelief for that one thing even though it's really not realistic whatsoever yeah i was wondering if they were going to play some kind of magic or mutants or something no they never explain it they do always have a feather until the very end where they realize he doesn't need a feather, which is true to the original um, cartoon, where he doesn't actually need the feather at all. It just was something that he believed he needed. And um, I was kind of surprised that Dumbo doesn't do a variety of tricks. He just kind of flies in circles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, that is one thing that I felt like I I did feel a bit cheated that like the acrobatic performances with Colette and uh, uh, Dumbo. I'm pretty sure we never actually see them do their entire performance because like every time it's like cut off by some plot point or another. Yeah. And it, you know, for the sake of having a circus that we don't really see the performances and it's kind of sad, you know, it's kind of a tease. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I, like I said, I actually generally enjoy all Colette's like aerial work in 3d. I just wish, wish there was more of it. I feel like there, there wasn't enough. Yeah, I did think that her um, French accent was pretty bad, though. <laughs> but, nah, neither here or there. Um, you know, I do like overall the movie. Uh, overall, I did find it fun and did, you know, make me cry a little bit. And I do think it looks fine. You know, I can't imagine that, like, five years from now, it's going to, it may look, the animation may be so much better that it's going to look weird. but. It's fine enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did want more of the troupe and, you know, more of the circus regular day-to-day to really get a good family sense of this, you know. Because the circuses do become like a family unto themselves because that's their choice. They don't, that's their life, you know. They live together. They, uh, you know, work together. So it's just part of, you know, the community onto itself. So I would have liked more on that, but it was fun. All right. I guess that's basically it for this podcast. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. All right. Before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now we have a one patron, which is David from Spain. And I want to thank you for your financial support. All right. So that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon and the link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3d42d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.